Were you fortunate to have been born into a religious family? Welcome to the Transformative Daf. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 19 of Tractate Nadarim, and we learn that one must make personal efforts to own your religion. Welcome to the Transformative Daf, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. It was during the Malava Malka and the Holy Rebbe was explaining a deep and lofty idea about love and fear of Hashem. Suddenly he let out a deep sigh. Seeing the startled look on the faces of his chassidim, he told them the following story. When I was a young boy, just before my bar mitzvah, my father took me to the Baal Shem Tov for a bracha. He greeted me warmly and asked if I would like a bracha for success in Torah learning. I thanked the saintly Baal Shem Tov, but the ambitious and insidious boy that I was, I told him I wanted to toil in Torah and work hard to become a Talmud Chacham through my own personal efforts. Baal Shem Tov smiled and blessed me that I should merit to teach Torah to many people. Baruch Hashem, the blessing was fulfilled, but after a number of years I began to regret my response to the Baal Shem Tov. It's true that a man must toil in Torah and grow on account of his own efforts, but as much as I have accomplished due to my own efforts, such efforts pale in comparison to what I could have accomplished with the assistance of the Baal Shem Tov's Baracha. Let's look at today's Gemara. Says the Mishnah, concerning unclear vows, one must err on the side of stringency. Says the Gemara. But didn't we learn uncertainty with regard to Naziris is, cre- is treated leniently? Rabbi Zaira said, this is not a problem. That teaching is in accordance with the opinion of, the, of Rebbe Yezer, and this one is in accordance with the opinion of the rabbis who disagree with him. As it is taught, one who consecrates his undomesticated animal and his domesticated animal has consecrated the koi, the wild deer, as well, although it is uncertain whether it is an undomesticated or a domesticated animal. Rebbe Yezer says he has not consecrated the koi. Abayah said to Rebbe Zera, in what manner did you establish that uncertainty with regard to Naziris is treated leniently? You established it in accordance with the opinion of Rebbe Yezer. Says the latter clause of that Mishnah, if there is uncertainty with regard to firstborns, whether human firstborns or animal firstborns, whether non-kosher or kosher animals, the burden of proof rests upon the claimant, and it is taught, but with regard to shearing and working, they are forbidden. Replied Rebbe Zera, how can you compare naturally occurring sanctity to man-made sanctity? Let's analyze the Gemara. How do we interpret unclear vows? If there are two possible meanings of an individual's declaration, according to the rabbis, we err on the side of stringency. Rabbi Ezra, however, rules that we assume the more lenient interpretation of his declaration. Nevertheless, he would only rule leniently in a case where a person such as a Nazir adopted a level of heightened sanctity. If the holiness occurred naturally, such as the sanctity bestowed upon a firstborn, merely by virtue of his birth, then he would agree that we take the more stringent approach. As Rabbi Zaira puts it, how can you compare naturally occurring sanctity to man-made sanctity? What separates the typical observant Jew from the non-practicing Jew? Nothing more than accident of birth. One was born into a more religious family, while the other was born into a less religious family. As a result, one merits a good yeshiva education, the other is lucky if he can read Hebrew, let alone, let alone translate a verse of the Chumash. Every one of us has certain natural holiness by virtue of our parents and upbringing. That's wonderful, but it's not sufficient. No matter how religiously observant you may be, based on your family's level of commitment, it doesn't make you any better spiritually than your brother or sister with a less religious background. If you are you merely because of the family into which you were lucky enough to be born, 
That's called naturally occurring holiness. It's certainly not a bad place to be. Your neshama is blessed and fortunate to have lucked into the right family. Your parents made lifestyle choices and you are the beneficiary of their good sense. If you haven't made any choices to get where you are today, you can only get so far spiritually. Beyond your naturally occurring holiness, you have a duty to take steps toward man-made holiness. Those are the efforts that we make of our own volition that allow us to take ownership of our spiritual heritage. What efforts are you making for your own spirituality? Your parents may have given you the tools to daven, from the ability to read and understand Hebrew to daily habits, such as minion attendance, but only you can decide how much kavana you'll daven with. Your parents may have given you the tools to keep Shabbos, from the laws to the weekly schedule that directs your life, but only you can decide how your own Shabbos will look and sound. Will you make the effort to imbue your table with Zmiris and Divrei Torah? Your parents may have given you the tools to learn Torah, but only you get to choose how frequently and intensively you learn. As the Hasidic Rebbe later understood, one should not balk at or diminish the power of the blessing of a spiritual head start. If he's lucky to get it, he should use it. But ultimately, his will to self-achievement was what got him to where he needed to be. An individual could purchase the best bicycle in the world, but if he hasn't trained properly, he won't win the race. Do you find yourself plodding along the path paved for you by your parents? It's time to create some man-made holiness in your life. May you merit taking the blessed lot that you were granted in life to a whole new spiritual level through your own incredible efforts, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Dafyomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Dafyomi global movement, there's something in the transformative Daf for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Daf with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvatara. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.